episode 189 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This week, again, sorry to say it, Tom is out of the studio. I know, I know. What are we going to do with him? Frank says we might want to fire him. I don't know. Rent might go up if we do. So we're just going to have to evaluate. Let us know in the comments what you guys think. What are we going to do with Tom? You know, if he wasn't helping take care of the farm, getting us ready for deer season, it'd be a definite, but, you know, man's got to get work done, you know? Anyways, this week, Frank and I are sitting down with some preseason updates. We've been doing our scouting, doing some spotting, putting trail cameras out, and we're finally starting to see the potential of what could come this season. And we're starting to get excited because we got some really good deer that we're going to be able to chase this year. And just want to let you guys know where we're at. And maybe you guys can, you know, message us, tell us what you're seeing. Uh, we're at the point where the season's rapidly approaching and that's about all I can think about at this point is deer season. So I'm going to quit rambling. We're going to get jumped into this episode. Thanks again. Let's get tuned in. And then I looked dead at his antlers. I got out of the truck and when I slammed the door, I heard gobbles all around me. Alaska, moose, spot and sock. That is the bucket list. I agree. up everybody uh tom's officially fired from the white cat outdoors podcast so you're just going to be sitting with me and nick from now on because tom is again not here i have a feeling rent's going to go up if we kicked him out right (laughs) (laughs) well we got other i got a house my parents used to be our studio so we have other options yeah i'm hopefully looking like sometime early next year i'll be purchasing so that'll be pretty sweet Mm -hmm. um tell you what housing market sucks right now yeah it's not great it's cool. That's what we're talking about today, the housing market. Yeah. Get out your notepad. You guys are going to get some premium education on the housing market. Yeah. Little did you guys know this is what we're moving into. Yeah. Switch into an economist. Podcast. Yeah. We've always talked about the outdoors, but now we're trying to get you guys indoors in a house. Yeah. We want to get you into your first home or if you've already owned a home before, we want to get you into a better home. Yeah. Second income, you know, just cash cow, streaming money in. Yeah. Um, Hang on for the ride. Can you imagine if we did that? Just like just randomly, just no. <laughs> just a 180 into Economist. Podcast. I wonder, since Tom's not here, I'll say it. You know, if, if you guys would still listen. leave it. In the I comments. don't think anyone would still listen. <laughs> they don't have to worry about it because it would never. 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 Fucking years happen. No, it might. I could see maybe someday, depending on what happens with us, it's switching to a different hunting. Like, say, you know, I win the lottery. And we all move out to Utah, and it's just monster mule deers every year. Yeah. Probably have to move away from Whitetail, but... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying it could happen. It could. It's over a billion dollars right now, the lottery, so... Hey, that could get us a lot of mule deer hunting. Yeah, it could. We could get a pretty nice house, and even in this economy. I'll be honest, that's... 
if I had the opportunity, say I won a billion dollars, I always thought I would like buy property in like Illinois or something, but like yeah. you're limited to whitetail, mm-hmm. which not a bad thing, no. but I would think, I think I might go Montana. Yeah, because Montana's got deer, everything. Tail, bear, you know, Pronghorn. Yeah, you have everything. Sandhill Wyoming's Plains. another great one. Yeah, I would go somewhere with a little bit more diversity. Yeah, I would too. I would definitely go probably Wyoming. Yeah. Maybe Montana. Tough to say. Maybe we can just find a sugar daddy that just wants to give me a billion dollars without the sugar. I was going to say, <laughs> I don't know about that. Have we we talked about... What a sugar mama. Yeah, whatever, whatever works. Um... <laughs> We've talked about our tactics for getting property on hunts, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah. We won't talk about it now. No, it's, <laughs> it's a dark time. Sometimes it's embarrassing, <laughs> but hey, you got to do what you got to yeah, do Desperate sometimes. times call for desperate measures. That's a fact. I'll just leave them with this. Stop at nothing to get hunting property. Yeah, <laughs> by any means. Well, Frank, I think we've taken up enough of their time. What are we talking about tonight? Uh, we're just going to do keep it short because we have a lot going on. We talked last week. We got the big party coming up on Saturday. By the time you guys are listening to this, party will have been done. Uh, and I can guarantee you we will have had a great time. So we are just going to keep this pretty short because we got a lot of stuff to do to prepare for that. Um, so we're just going to kind of talk about some hitless bucks, some deer we're seeing, what we're thinking coming into the season based on what we've seen so far yeah just kind of like a update as of now kind of thing yeah um and what kind of sparked this is frank so i'm going to let you start Mm -hmm. um you know we've all been doing our you know trail cameras doing a little bit of scouting i've been i make sure pretty much everywhere i go i've been taking the long way Mm -hmm. hitting fields and stuff because i've I've got little properties all over the place that i've got permission on and i'll be honest there's some of them i go years without ever stepping foot on yeah Um, but i like having them so you know, in the chance that I'm driving by, I see a deer that, you know, is of the caliber I'm looking for now. It's like, mm. oh, there we go. So I'm always driving the long way home and yeah, checking out fields and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but go ahead. What, what have you been seeing this week? So right behind my house, uh, I have a big clover field. And it was beans last year. He was going to plant beans in it again this year, but he just has had terrible luck with beans. So he just it's like 10 acres of clover. And the deer love it. They've been out there every night, you know, sometimes. Even while you shoot your bow, which is wild. Oh, they, yeah. They, they don't and, care. Yeah, we were, me and Jen were sitting on the porch the other night, and we were just talking, listening to music, like carrying on, and they were 30 yards from us. They don't care because they're used to the house and mm-hmm. me being out there listening to music, shooting my bow. You know, they're, they hang out all night long. They And they know you can't hit shit. Yeah, they're, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're watching me scoping out the talent. They're like, yeah, we got nothing to worry about. We can here. come closer, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody move in. Gather around. Yeah, but uh, so I'm sitting out there last night and a very, very nice buck came you out. You had two good bucks, but one was exceptional. Yeah, yeah the one for the was area. a nice 10. He was probably around that 125-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but standing next to the other one, it's like, woof. You like, uh, he didn't, was not impressive no, next to the other one. I was not like, at all. Ooh. The other one, I would, I don't want to say 150, but I bet it's going to be right <clears throat> so close to 150. You know how I judge deer on the hoof, and I'm yeah. always low. Yeah. I was thinking 140. Yeah. I, w- I was, I'm thinking in the 140s, but because he doesn't have a ton of time to 
continue to grow. No, like he no. might get a little bit more length and maybe yeah. some mass. Yeah. But for the most part, his peak growing's done. Yeah. Um, and you can uh, you can actually start to see that on oh, yeah. uh, a can, lot of bucks. They're, they're taking you know, they're, shape. Yeah, they're starting to take shape and almost getting start more towards a point instead of clubs. Yeah. Um, you know, you can just tell that they're they're getting to the point where they're about done. Yeah. So I was thinking the same thing. I'm thinking he's in the 140s. Um, I it's think, just I think so he's be difficult. 140s. It's just so difficult for a buck to hit 150, especially mm. in this area. Yeah. Um, and but being a clean ten. Of, yeah. Is and he might have an 11th? I couldn't. I didn't get a great look at him. Mm-hmm. I sat that you know because they're so used to but me. It, I was yelling at him. I yeah. Took, I sent a video to you guys. I had to yell at it three times before it even picked its head up. But it wouldn't well, look at me and give me a good look. And I, it's definitely a ten. It might have an eleven. Well, and his G fours have got plenty of length. Like a lot of times, oh, yeah. tens are two inches. Yeah. No, no this thing long all the way out. He's yeah. a picket fence. Yeah, it, it's it's a beautiful buck. Yeah. Nice um, and wide, nice and tall. You'd have to be mounting him. Oh, I would definitely, especially because it'll be recurve. Yeah. I'm definitely. That would be insane. Could you imagine if that was my first recurve buck? I would probably retire the recurve. It might get broken half. Just I, snap it. <laughs> yeah. I would probably just throw it. That'd be crazy. Just turn into a javelin. <laughs> be over. Like, well, this bow has done everything it possibly could for me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, other than that, I've had very little on trail camera. So my best prospect so far has been seen with my eyes, which I love that. That's better than trail cameras. Yeah. Exactly. Because you, a, a trail camera is nice, but it gives you a split second in mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, and depending, you know, if there's other deer around, it's t- difficult to even tell where they came in from sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because if you had a doe that came in, and then now you got that minute or three minutes, whatever you got your camera set, he could have kind of circled around, and by the time it comes back on, he could be facing the the way he actually came. Yeah. And it gives you the impression that he came from somewhere else. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so seeing him with your own eyes and being able to, I mean, how long did you watch him? For an hour. Yeah. See, like that tells you so much yeah, about what's going on. I watched him come into the field. I watched where he, you know, how he worked through the field and where he went to after he was done. And it's very, very helpful There's to a get lot that in-person that intel. You, you picked up a lot of pieces on that puzzle, watching him come mm-hmm. into the field, how he works through the field, mm-hmm. um, and then how he exits the field too is just as important. Yeah, no um, doubt. And even though, you know, the likelihood of that buck continuing to on that same pattern yeah. um, in October, it's low. But what it does show you is how he moves. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are a lot of bucks seem to, you know, I've got pictures of bucks that we'll see them every time there's, you know, a northwest wind yeah. on, on a certain camera. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, that buck just likes to travel in this area with that wind. And you mm-hmm. can learn a lot by watching him do that. And you can kind of, you know, yeah. go back, be like, yep, you know, this is the temperature. This is the wind direction. Mm-hmm. And he log a lot of this again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's key. Yeah. And I haven't checked cameras in two and a half weeks now, so mm-hmm. and I doubt I'll get to on Sunday. So hopefully Monday I'll get to go out and take a walk and check some stuff after work. And I'm sure I'll have some some prospects on camera since it's been so long since I've checked them. Um, but that we'll see. You know, you never know. And definitely looking in a good direction. Yeah. Um, so I've only seen probably one shooter buck on the hoof have you been Um, spotting much no i haven't really been doing any spotting i've been pretty busy and with Mm -hmm. tom and i doing the gym thing in the morning yeah um i i get as 
I get as much sleep as I possibly can, and, and as much sleep as I possibly can ends up being about six hours. Yeah, so, I've been pretty reckless lately. I've been staying up, and I've gone spotting quite a bit. Um, as probably once August is over, I'm probably going to be spotting a couple nights a week. Yeah. Um, trying to, because like in September, you're a lot closer to what could happen that first weekend. Yeah. Um, and historically, most of my deer are killed within first the first week. Yeah. A lot of them have been first day. Yeah. Um, which I, I I pride myself in that just because it you know shows that I know what's happening early season. Yeah. And I solidified it again this year with I still cannot get a buck in November with my bow. Yeah. Um, I I don't know what it is. We'll see if you can do it this year. <clears throat> yeah. The latest I've gone is Halloween. This year I killed first day or last year I killed first day of rotation, which was like October thirtieth or October twenty ninth. Um. Almost not complaining, right. not complaining. Yeah, um, definitely nothing to complain I about. I did get a November buck for the first time this year, but it was with my rifle up in New York. Yeah, um, which that doesn't count. Yeah, do, yeah I, don't, I don't count that at all. Uh, I count it as a buck, but not as a November kill. Yeah, <laughs> unless it's with a bow, it doesn't count. Yeah, so I've seen one good buck that I, I would shoot um, on the hoof, and that was actually up by the headquarters. Mm-hmm. Um, he was... Oh, yeah, that was when you and I left. Yeah, I mean, he was out past his ears. Uh, his G2s, you know, running, tough to tell. But, they, I mean, they had plenty of height on him for mm-hmm. that area, and what we've been seeing was 100% a shooter. Yeah. Um, and realistically, if he wasn't a shooter back home, it would have been really hard to say no. Yeah. Um, like, he was right on that line for mm-hmm. me. Um, but he was... 200 yards from our property like not far at all just yeah. coming out of a cornfield mid- midday uh, i got a really good look at him mm-hmm. and then watched him kind of bound away and back into the timber um, but that's the only like shooter buck i've seen on the hoof i've seen a lot of smaller bucks um, and then one of the spots tom and i hunt there's quite a bit of beans around us this year and every time i'm out there there's i see bucks mm-hmm. um, nothing too giant yet tom's seen one really nice one yeah i've um, spotted a few times around the farm and I, I've seen some bucks, but nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing to get too excited about. Yeah. Um, but Tom and I put a camera in a new spot this year. Never had a camera there. Neither of us have really hunted there. I sat one day in r- rifle a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just somewhere we've never really hunted. Um, but knew that there had to be potential. Just the way the property yeah. was laid out and stuff. We're like, hey, you know, we should, you know, try and Move get some in intel. On this a bit. So we found a real heavy trail. Um, and set up some cameras, and for the first, like, two weeks that the camera was out, it was like, doe, 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 you spike. You cell cams out on that? No, there's, no, there's not okay. a cell cam on this one. Um, but it was like, does, 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 couple fawns, nothing. And then after about two weeks, we got a buck, and I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got matching split G2s. Ooh, it is, I love that. It is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. He's a, he is a clean mainframe eight. But mm-hmm. turns out to be a ten with, I mean, equally symmetrical split G twos. Big splits, probably about three inches. Nice. I mean, so it's a it's a solid point. It's not just a little bump. Yeah. Um, not quite like mule deer like. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's definitely kickers. It's not like a Y. Yeah. Um, but matching on both sides, which I absolutely love. Like when there's junk, but it matches. It's like even better. Best of both. Yeah. Worlds. So chef's, chef's kiss. Junk. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that one, after about two weeks, he started showing up, and he's coming about every third day. Nice. So that's really cool. You haven't showed me this one yet. I'd like to. Uh, I'd kind of like to look at him. I'll show it. I don't have a great picture on here, mm-hmm. um, but I've got some. You can see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and I and I haven't checked that camera in probably two three weeks. 
so I'm hoping we get a better picture of him because mm-hmm. at the t- the last picture I had of him, he was still real club like at the end, mm-hmm. so he still had more time to grow. And it yeah, and the fact that you could still really see those splits on his G2s yeah. when he was still real clubbed up. That's... Yeah, and depending on the angle, he might it might be two inches or something like that. But it's yeah, protruding still... enough to where I know that it's not um, just like a little bump. You yeah, know, where it's like, oh That's man, he point. almost grew that. Yeah, you know, no, these are hundred percent scorable points. Yeah. Um. So I'm super excited about him, and then um, and you've seen him, but the, what we have, uh, I would say probably a pretty close to top contender on camera up at the headquarters. Yeah. Um. Based on what we've seen in the past up there, he's probably top three. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, if if, yeah. if somebody got him, he'd probably be top three. Yeah. I think he would flirt with Tom's number one. Yeah. Um. It's close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it looks a lot like Tom's biggest buck yes. up there. It's kind of narrow, really tall. Yeah, um, but which I'm we have, we get a lot of bucks like that. Up yeah, there. which narrow I hate narrow tall. bucks. I don't like narrow <laughs> bucks. I, uh, I like narrow bucks that are just retarded mass. Like yeah, just, yeah. That that's the only way I can make up for it. Yeah. And Tom's wasn't pencil thin. No. Um, but he wasn't like super heavy. No. But I the buck I shot last year was, besides maybe a little bit more mass would have been nice, mm-hmm. but was what I love wide. Decently tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, just, I like wide bucks. Wide yeah. bucks just look so much bigger. Yeah, they do. Um, and hit mass. Mass doesn't lie. Yeah, it, mass makes a buck. Y- yeah. Y- your jaw drops when you see a massive one. Yeah. Um, but I'll be honest, based on the progression we've seen up there and the bucks that we had last year that we know made it, there's potential for that buck to not even be in the top three. Oh, absolutely. Of what's on camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, you and I saw eight different bucks in a week that yeah. were shooters yeah. in November last year. And a couple of them were content. You know, they were top be, contenders. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, you and I did take two bucks off the piece, mm-hmm. but that left se- but six others. But the two others. that we took weren't the biggest ones we saw. We no. saw several bigger than the ones we shot. Yeah, which it's rifle season. Get yeah. mad at me. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, Watch me do it again. Yeah, I'll and we do it again and again. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I'm I'm not really even excited too much about that deer because I think that there's bigger ones I out agree. there. I agree. I definitely that's, think we'll have some That's one ones. camera up there. There's several up there that have, they've been out for checked. over a month. Yeah. Um, and they're going to sit another week before we go and check them. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited for that card pool because yeah. there's... There's going to be some exciting yeah. things. I hope the bear's back too. I'm like on a bear kick now after a, after I'm, Austin got one. I'm like, I just can't bring get on the bears. the bears. Like I shot one years ago, and I I had the opportunity to shoot a brown bear, and I was like, I, I don't want to. You know, it's I don't want to shoot another bear. I don't. It's tough to say because I've never done it. Yeah, but I probably would be that same way. Or like yeah, once I, I get hope one, you do get one. Like I. Yeah. I would never tell someone, don't shoot your first bear. That's no, stupid. I, I had a fucking blast. I love it. I'm so glad I did it, but I don't have I also have standards for me. One. Like, a 100-pound black bear is not something I'm interested in yeah, shooting. It's going to have to be 200 for me. Yeah, That's my line. Some people are like, Cubs. they just have to shoot a bear. Yeah. And it's like, calm, calm down a little bit. You don't need to shoot yeah, a I tiny mean, freaking bear. Yeah, I, I try not to judge, but... What does Theo, Theo Vaughn say? He's like, I'm not saying I'm judging. I'm just saying other people might. Yeah, <laughs> I will judge. Yeah, I, I don't like it. Don't like bears. it. I don't um, care for that at all. I just tell I me think, I'm wrong, but I will judge you. I won't say you're wrong. <laughs> um, I just it's not that difficult in PA to shoot a mature bear no. because 
mature bears don't necessarily mean 400 pounds. A mature no. bear could be 15 years old at 200 pounds. Yeah, exactly. But I can promise you a 75-pound black bear is not mature. No. Like, and it's, that's kind of where I'm at where it's like I want that 200-pound mark because I, that to you me is a, that's a decent representation of a bear. A yeah. lot of states, that's a big bear. Yeah. Um, PA, not so much. PA, PA is monster bears. Yeah, there's 700-pound bears killed every year. It's yeah. ridiculous. But still, even in PA, if you shoot a 200-pound bear, that is a great bear. Yeah. I, Austin turned his in, I think it was 216. Yeah. And the guy said it was the biggest bear that's been in, in the butcher scent, mm. like at the time. Yeah, you know the one I killed. I think was it was right around the two hundred and fifty marks. Which in Alaska less. though, that's a, a way very, bigger than yeah, a PA oh. bear. Like a two fifty pound black bear in Alaska is yeah. exceptionally better than a two hundred and fifty pound black bear in PA. Yes, they don't get those seven hundred pound bears. And it's up because there. they hibernate up there. Yeah, where in Pennsylvania, if you don't know this, they don't hibernate. Yeah, so they, they kind of can... like half hibernate. They like go to sleep for a little bit, come back out, yeah. go to sleep, come back I mean, out. We hunt them in the winter, so yeah. it's like, how much are they really hibernating? Yeah, whereas in Alaska, they are full-blown hibernating. They I don't even know how that's... For... I want to know how that's even possible. Like, you can't just sleep for months. Well, no, you can't. Bears can't. I just Bears know. absolutely can't. I just want to know why. That, like, I would love to dive in to, like, talk to somebody that understands why bears can do that. Make it a... We're going to say, make it a project. We'll have like a project podcast. We'll find someone that really knows a lot about bears. And if I can't, I'm going to do some serious research. Yeah. Um, because I'm interested in that because it has always blown my mind mm-hmm. how they can just bulk up and then just sleep it off. Yeah. It's, it's mind And they have cubs while they're hibernating. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing, like if you think about it, if you don't eat, your stomach acid starts mm-hmm. trying to eat your stomach. Yeah. How the hell are they doing it for months? They're built different, bro. <laughs> they are built different. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's the bear. Um, and that's pretty much all the updates I have for yeah. deer season. Um, I'm getting hopeful. Oh, I do have another update. People on here probably don't give two shits, but you will. <laughs> bow is me. back in service. You, oh, baby, yeah. you fixed the bow. Yeah, back in service. I actually fixed it myself. Um, just said the hell with the, the company. Yeah, well, I, they were taken away. No, long. no, it wasn't not them. I do not. I would never say anything wrong with them. They they've been great. Um, but after taking photos, talking to them, I realized it was something I could handle without waiting for shipping and everything mm-hmm. else. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to say anything bad about Option Archery. They've been absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, their their sites are very expensive, but well after the customer it. service I've had. I would buy another one, mm-hmm. um, but I won't. I don't have to. It's got a lifetime warranty. If I ever break it, they just fix Send it. Send you a new one. Yeah, and, they, and he responded like right away every time, mm-hmm. and it was just more like when it broke, I was kind of like, "Shit, I don't have time to fix this or deal with this during turkey season." So I just yeah. grab my shotgun. Yeah. Um, so I just assumed, "Yep, it's broke. Gonna have to get it repaired." When I took it, really took it apart, and started taking pictures to show him what was wrong with it i was like wait a minute i think i can fix this like just a little oh just you know i had to retap a hole and do some other things put a new bolt in and it was fine mm-hmm. um so, so you're back up and running yeah it's start flinging some carbon yeah i'm excited I can't so wait. i figured i'd let you know that i appreciate that but on that note uh, i guess we'll wrap things up there um just want to thank everybody for continuing to listen uh it's been great, 189 episodes if you've made it to the end of this one. Um, hope you stay around for 189 more. You guys know what to do. Get outside.